0: evening and hope you had an amazing day. So last night, we briefly mentioned an idea that Chaviva, our 11-year-old daughter, shared around the Shabbos table. And upon reflection, I think it's actually worthy of a little more unpacking. You know, sometimes simple ideas actually carry much more weight than we realize. So let me start by asking you a question. How many people are viewing the current reality as, I wish I could just go back to my normal life, and that is the way it is supposed to be, when in fact, as Jews, like we shared last night, Wherever we are and whatever we are experiencing is exactly where we need to be. And while we don't have clarity on the big picture, we are always meant to couple it with the idea that we shared a few weeks ago, that no matter what is going on around us, we say Gamzula Tova. A Jew always says, this too is for the best. So if everything is always for the best and we are exactly where we need to be, then the question is, what do we do now? And that reminded me of a story about the beginnings of the great Soloveitchik or Brisker dynasty that I remember learning about six years ago. The Soloveitchiks had been known for generations for their Torah greatness and erudition, and in fact, much of the Torah I learned in my years at Yeshiva University was inspired by that lineage, and more specifically from the teachings and world outlook of Rav Yosef Dov Soloveitchik, who arguably was one of the greatest leaders of Torah Judaism at the end of the 20th century. The family dynasty has transcended many generations and continues to do so to this very day, hundreds of years later. But the question is, how did this Torah dynasty all get started? Interestingly, the dynasty did not start with a great Torah sage, but with a man who was a great businessman, named Rav Moshe Soloveitchik, who lived in the late 1700s, around the time of Rav Chaim of Volozhin, one of the greatest Russian Yeshiva yeshiva heads of all time. Rav Moshe owned vast forests and became exceedingly wealthy from the lumber industry. He was also well known for being a huge yet humble baltzedakah, an individual who gave vast amount of money to charity. Suddenly and unexpectedly, his business took a turn for the worse and he lost everything people were perplexed as to how a person like him who was so generous and so humble deserved such a tragic fate. It was such a shocking setback for the Jewish community that Reb Chaim of Velozhin convened an emergency meeting of the Bastin in Velozhin, a rabbinical council to determine what Reb Moshe Salavechik could have possibly done to have caused such drastic divine disfavor. The rabbi sat and deliberated and literally the only thing they could come up with was that Reb Moshe Salavechik gave away too much money to charity. They ruled that he was in violation of the Talmudic dictum, that one is not supposed to give away more than 20% of his income to tzedakah, and he would often violate that. Reb Chaim and Volajan wasn't satisfied with the conclusion of this basedin, but regardless, Reb Moshe Solovejik was now out of a job. He was out of his business, and he was bereft of his wealth. So what did he do? Well, rather than mourn his loss all day, he started spending more time learning. Because he was no longer busy running an empire, he was obviously a very smart man, he no longer had a business, so he went to the base medrash, to the study hall, and cracked open the books with the same diligence and the same acumen that had made him into the fantastically wealthy person that he was in the first place. As the weeks and months went on, he slowly and then quickly became known as a tremendously learned Jew in his own right. And thus, as opposed to simply handing over his lumber dynasty to his kids, he started to be a role model to raise them to be great Jewish leaders, and ultimately became the patriarch of one of the greatest and most well-known modern Jewish dynastic leaders. Once this transpired, Reb Chaim Velazhin said, ah, now it's clear why he lost his business. Because of his great piety, charitable giving, and love of Judaism, the Almighty wanted to allow him to have the merit of being the patriarch of a great dynasty of Torah scholarship, ensuring his continuity and greatness forever the only way that he could have ha- that could have happened would be if the business went under so that he spent more time learning and so it was ironically if Ramosha would have just been a great lumber business owner he would have come and gone and possibly not had the ability to make the massive difference for generations on the jewish community and beyond one could even say that because god saw he was so great he had to do something that could ultimately reward him far beyond just making a great living He had the potential to be a great Torah leader all along, but Moshe Soloveitchik had one simple problem. He was too wealthy to have children who would be great in Torah. So ironically, by losing his fortune, he gained something even more lasting. And the rest, as they say, is history. This story really jumps out at me these times, as it is clear that every one of us has so much potential to strengthen our values, purpose, connection to the rich reservoir of Jewish wisdom, but sadly, although many people think happily, they're just too successful and busy to have the time to tap into it. We are possibly too blessed, and often hear the line of, we want to have and perhaps give our children what our grandparents couldn't, but in the process, we often lose what it is that our grandparents had and stood for. So how can we possibly view this time if what my daughter said is in fact true? We should not waste the opportunity to simply find ways of getting through this and spend literally countless hours scrolling through news and sending constant messages back and forth about the situation, knowing that it is not what will change our world. But we should honestly use the time. The only thing we all have a lot more of right now is time. And I believe if we use it well, we might come out of this far better off than we were before we got into this. Obviously we should stay home and stay safe and obviously we should be davening for everyone to be well. But if you think the best use of your time is just passively sitting as opposed to actively growing, you might miss the greatest opportunity you have to create your lasting dynasty. And with that, wishing you a wonderful night and I'll see you tomorrow.